Welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Falashade Anozie. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Just to bring you up to speed, this podcast features conversations with music executives and creatives in Nigeria about music and the business of music, sprinkled with some insights from a legal and business perspective. So I hope you stick around, subscribe to the show, and become a regular. If you are an avid old-timer and listener, thank you so much for the support. Despite the kinks with the audio levels, I am really, really grateful. Now, one last thing before I delve into today's interview. A number of people have complained about not being able to find the podcast online. Please do not forget that the SNC podcast is one word. There is literally no space. So that's T-H-E-S-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T spelled together. I hope that helps to clarify things. Remember that we are also active on Twitter and Instagram at the same name, the SNC podcast. Okay, so my guest today is Muna Martin, General Manager at Free Me Digital Limited. Muna obtained his Bachelor of Science degree in Industrial Relations from Lagos State University. His love for music and the business of music started as a result of his brother's influence. After substantially cutting his teeth as an entrepreneur managing Umunamu Records, Muna went on to work as a customer support engineer at Iroko Partners before moving on to Free Me Digital Limited. For anyone who has questions about digital distribution in Nigeria, I hope this interview provides some answers and leads to more insightful discussions. Welcome to the show, Muna. Hi. I'm happy to have you here because we're going to be talking about digital distribution in Nigeria. Great. And other music business related topics. Okay. But I first of all want to ask you... Who was your favorite artist of 2018? International, local. Well, okay, let's do let's do two. Let's do one Nigeria, one in yeah here. Yeah. I'll take his Daniel. Oh, why? I just I like his vibe. I like his vibe. He he actually did great, even though he had all the ups and downs. Yeah. But he did he actually did some some type of music that was fantastic. Yeah, I think I'll say Kiss. And then the international. International. Because I know you're a Nicki Minaj fan. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think that's just going to change after a bit because uh, Nicki, Nicki's not been doing anything strong for a bit. I would say, ah, that's tough. Really, really tough. I would say, I would say, I would say Caddy did it. Caddy did it. She pulled me out from the Nikki side. She did it. Really? She's trying. She's trying to pull me out. But I think the beauty of Cardi is that I don't think she's even trying to say it's either me or Nikki. She's Cardi's Cardi. She's not trying to be Nikki. She's Cardi. <laughs> but she's got the same vibe with Nikki, so that's the reason why people actually put them together. Yeah. So I think I, I, I first of all like the vibe. I like the whole Nikki vibe. So if Nikki isn't putting out music there and Cardi is. They have the same feel. So I think Cardi did it. Okay. Those are good choices. Kiss and... Um, um, I always call Kiss Chris Daniel. I don't know why. I'm trying to, re- I'm trying to re- rename him, but okay. Just to bring our listeners up to speed on who you are. You are the general manager at Free Me Digital. That's correct. You were previously... I don't know if it's previously, because based on what I looked up, you were previously the head of distribution artist management. Is that so current? And that was when we started. Okay, because it said it was from it said it was from whatever to present. So I was like, oh, is he still like that same position? Not officially. Officially, I'm the general manager. But you know what? 
we all have to do what we got to do. <laughs> it's inborn, so we have to do the whole, you know, distribution thing yeah. together. So it's a mix of both. Okay, good. So you also have previously worked as a customer support engineer at Iroko Partners. Yes, that's correct. And you attended Lagos State University yep. with a degree in industrial relations yeah. and a bachelor of science degree. Yeah. And you and the drama group and into event organizing. I try. <laughs> I don't do much of it anymore. So yeah, I still try. One of my questions for you is, have you considered um, going into Nollywood because you did drama? Nah, I'm not a camera person. <laughs> so what, what were you doing in um, the drama? I like to do it. Doesn't mean I like to face the camera. Okay. Because I would say that sometimes you know how you don't, you, some people don't, we don't really explore that talent and then we just think that, oh, this is not really going to be for me until you. Yeah. I've got a couple of industry friends, yeah. drama, the whole Nollywood clique and all that, but I've never, I know if I want to actually, you know, be in a video, in a movie, it'll be easy, but I just, I don't think I'm cut out for that. I prefer to be like the exec from the, back you all do the thing in the front i'll just be behind and just make sure it happens that's i'm always very drawn to the execs i feel like people need to talk more we need to get to know more about it (laughs) so i talked about you know your whole i guess career from your background but what i want to know is i want to know more about your childhood how did your interest in music develop well um growing up as a child my dad wasn't always around because um he was a pilot so he was um always away when he got back well my mom was always working she had to you know take care of us make sure we do what we needed to do so when she's at work we're back from school the only thing that happens is basically we sit back and listen to music but you know what nigeria wasn't so good back then what we had to do was wait for the radios to play music wait for um what's it called uh, the the TVs to come open by 4 p.m. And when they do, we'll watch cartoons and all that kind of stuff. But music started creeping in, you know, close to when I was about 10. Um, and that all started happening because of my brother. My brother was always playing music. So it's, it's basically like um, my brother had more of the music um, thing in him than I did. Um, he had so much... Um, so much vibe for music. So it was more like I was forced into listening to music because he would play the music. We stayed in the same room, so he would play music and I didn't have a choice. You know, just listen to this thing, man, listen. What was he playing? He played every type of music from Deborah Cox to Tribe Called Quest to, you know, Naughty by Nature. It was all, it was Coolio. It was all those Boontogs and Harmony type guys, you know, all the 898s and 90s music. We, I didn't have a choice. We had to listen to it. And we didn't have so much of everything going on. So if um, one station is playing it, that's what every other station plays. So you, you are forced to listen to music. So he started listening to music. He started diving into music till he became a musician. That was just basically my brother. So he was a gateway into your interests. Yes, he was. He was 100%. I'll give him that credit. He was 100%. So how did you now, what made you say, okay, because initially, like you said, you were resisting because he was playing everything and you're like, okay, I'm just going to have to be here. Now, what was it about music and the business of music that made you say, I want to even take this even further and actually make it a career? Um, I think, you know, growing up, when he became a musician, it was more of the fact that he was more, I'm more like, um, the organized type, I like to, you know, plan towards things. He's more like, 
and you just need to get things done. Um, so we kind of started like a record label. He used my name and um, um, he, you, you know, we just say running it, you know, like amateurs doing what we needed to do. I support where I needed to support. Um, but he was more like, you know what? Let me just focus on music while you just be on this other side. So that's basically how it all started for me. And I'm like, okay, cool. I would run around. I knew people. I knew how to talk to people. Um, that was basically how I pushed it on till, you know, I got into full music at Iroko, Iroko Partners. Um, so back then I now decided, okay, look, I don't need to run around. I can actually sit back. That was when digital started coming into play. I didn't need to run around. I can actually sit back behind my computers and actually make stuff happen rather than how it was back then where you have to go to the radio station, sleep out at night and all that long stories. You know, it was just a lot. So I had to think about it. You know, then, you know, we started Free Me Digital. Um, your brother, your brother two shots, no? That's correct. Oh, really? <laughs> because <laughs> every time I listen to two short songs, it was say, oh, Namur. I was just like, oh, really? I didn't even know. That. You know, it was just when you were saying that your brother, I was like, the only person I know who usually hails um Namu is too short. You don't look alike. We do look alike. You do? You haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no worry. I will recede. All right, so now let's get on to Freemi Digital. Okay, so for clarity purposes, Freemi Digital is what? Freemi Digital is an online distribution, you know, platform. Um, basically, Freemi started up because of the fact that um, a couple of artists back then, you know, when distribution started, a couple of artists didn't know how to get their music onto where it should be. You know, some people come out and they say like, oh, look, I saw my music, I saw my music on YouTube. Oh, wow. And they're all jubilating, but they didn't know that you can actually make money off that fact that it's on YouTube. So we had it, we had to actually start this, you know, to support the industry, you know, to grow the digital um, side of things in Nigeria, you know, and also educate these people that look, you can actually make money off these things. You don't just sit down and someone else is actually collecting. You know, so that's how it all started. Free Music Store started the distribution. So we had to branch off from what we had, you know, the iTunes, the, pla the all the platforms, iTunes, Spotify, started off with those ones and say increasing as they all started um, coming up. Just to break it down even further for someone who's like still confused. So what that means is that you serve as the Freemi Digital, right? That is, serves as the intermediary. Yes, the aggregator. We're in between the artists and the platforms. Exactly. So if an artist wants to get his or her songs or content onto, example, YouTube. Vivo, iTunes. They would come to you and then give you their content, get into a contract, and then you would now deliver deliver the products on those platforms yeah now one other question i had is that can you speak about the legalities involved with getting content onto these platforms because i know that you do have an in-house lawyer yes we do okay so talk more about um legalities you know how it is everyone's when we started i know a couple of people came up to us and um we we liked to do things legally you understand when we started we you prefer to approach the artist and tell you look we have this company we just started and we want to have your product on our platforms we want to have you signed up you know as an artist under our platform we had to go that way because you know back then when we started um when i started doing um music business you know from the digital side of things i saw how bad it was um legally when they come when they come for you <laughs> so so when we started um what we decided to do was 
make sure every artist that's under us is being signed, is being is giving us consent to distribute. So we we made sure that happened, even though we've gone back and forth with some type of legal issues, but we make sure that what we have right now is you know rock solid, you know. So basically, how it works for us is, um, you come into the office. Uh, before you tell us, okay, you decide that you want to distribute with us. So the first things we, the first thing we actually do for you is make sure you have a contract to sign. That must be done before anything is, you know, distributed. So legally, we like to have everything on paper. So whenever it comes back, we say, look, you did this. You you gave us the right to, you know. So you can't have a contract with iTunes without a physical contract to prove that you are actually the rightful owner for that content or the rightful. Um, um, distributor to that content. So legal, legally, we're hundred percent. We are hundred percent. We have to be a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely one hundred. Okay, great. And additional services that Freemi Digital provides. Um, you provide mastering services. Yes, we do. Um, you connect people with skilled music video directors and photographers. Yeah. Website development. One of the services that you provide that I thought was interesting was you said is on the website it says license your music and it's impress inform and entertain your callers with our music on hold services um so why i'm a bit um no i'm not actually hesitant i'm just stuttering to try, try to answer this question is we haven't started it it was one of the ideas we brought up to actually um start up um, you know, when you get into the elevator and there's a music playing, that's the kind of thing we wanted to start. So that was one of it. Plus the music on hold and all that stuff. The only thing out of the context we've actually started was licensing. So what we do is basically get you to license. We get your song. We probably have a, a million or one artist. They actually, they have songs that they don't even have, you know, videos to. They have, um, they have ideas. They don't even have a studio to go record it. So what we actually do is look for those kind of artists, probably shoot the video for you, license the video off you. Say, okay, you know what? You don't have money to shoot this video. Um, we're going to license this video. And part of the license is we probably have the rights to you know, put this on YouTube for a couple of years. But you know what? We're going to shoot this video. That's our own investment into your career. So we do that for audio and video. Then we have we have those things. Then what you can do is we just give you the the um, the copy which you can use for TV if you want. So that's like a free gift, you know. Take it, do. But we own the rights to digital, so that's what we've actually started. And the business is still coming up, you know, gradually. It's still slow. We haven't gotten to the part where you can say um, take this xxx amount of money and you know do what you need to do. Uh, but the licensing is one of the things we are still looking into into doing. And but you know, after a while, I'm sure we'll get there. Because you know, I asked, I feel like that's a very untapped source of revenue for artists. Because a lot of times in the US, when you call a business or the government or whoever, there's music always played in the background, like whether it's jazz, so that the person who's on hold doesn't get antsy and irritated, but the artist or the content creator is being paid. Yes, it's actually untapped because you know when we came up with the idea problem we have in this side of you know you know the thing with publishing and all those things it's easy to have all those publishing companies collect rights and all those things and monitor all those things but here you can walk into ShopRite and you're playing music and no one even cares you just oh that's my music and you're so happy about it that's what it used to be back in the days when you see your song on on youtube you're like, ah my song's on youtube and you're happy but you don't know that someone is collecting that's the 
type of thing we 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 haven't gotten to that part yet you know where we can collect royalties a whole hundred percent but you know that's one of the things that i know with time we'll get we'll get we'll get there now i'm sure that you've heard the news about soundcloud right <laughs> you know that question was definitely coming right i'm still learning about soundcloud <laughs> story soundcloud has launched a new digital distribution tool mm-hmm. and not only have they launched that mm-hmm. they have Apparently they're going they're not going to take money from the artist. <laughs> so I <laughs> So I want to know how is Premier Digital going to ensure that it staves off that competition? Because if an artist is going to not be charged I mean, obviously, you have to set up an account, which I think is a pro account through SoundCloud. But the money that you're going to be getting from the other providers, which is on um, Spotify, Tidal, they will not take any money from that. So how are you going to compete against that? Because obviously, you do take a share from... Yes, we do take a share, definitely. Um, I'll say when there's a problem, there's always a solution, you know. Um, first things first. It's not for everyone. I don't think it's for everyone. You know, they started the whole YouTube, but you know what? There's always a pro side of things that's how i see that's from my own side of thinking that's always a pro side of things so if youtube started individual accounts where you can actually monetize but you know some people still have to come back to people like us to help monetize just because there are some requirements that you can't actually meet then i think there's always like a, a side business to it for soundcloud i know for now they'll probably still have issues with people you know registering uh the international card stuff and all that kind of thing because even spotify started it you know but it doesn't stop people from coming to free me the business might not be a hundred percent but it won't be it won't be dead either you know because um as much as we we understand that you have to go directly to soundcloud or you can't go directly to soundcloud or spotify not everyone can actually do that not everyone has the um, international card not everyone has um the technical know-how to actually do sit down and do these things and i still believe there's still going to be somewhere that there'll be a loophole i'll break it down for you something like youtube um youtube has the regular guys that just upload but you know if you have if you're actually a youtube partner there are some things you can do on youtube which are basically things that you can't do as an ordinary uploader i can actually go you know to the back end of youtube and look at how many people have actually uploaded my song and just take it down you can't do that as an individual so i'm sure there's still some things that you know we can actually bite off that so even if you want to go to soundcloud yeah you'll be able, you'll be able to do that but then again soundcloud for this part of the world soundcloud is not going to integrate the boom play the tech the same they're not going to integrate all those things so free digital still has the edge over you know, SoundCloud on those things. So pretty much you're saying, we ain't scared. I ain't scared. <laughs> Problem solutions. <laughs> I was saying, until when SoundCloud Night integrates all those different... Problem solutions. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Okay. Now, over the years, there have been a number of disagreements between Freemi Digital and artists, labels, artist managers regarding royalty payments. Now, what I want to know is how does Freemi go about remitting royalty payments to content creators and artists all right because i checked on your let me just preface this i checked on your website and one of the things that you emphasize not you the company emphasizes transparency and specifically broke it down further by saying that people get their royalty payments quarterly and it's going to be detailed 
Now, some of the disagreements that have come out, some people say, oh, Free Me isn't giving, isn't giving me um, a breakdown. So you could speak about that. Okay. Um, this is the most touchy part of, the, of all your questions. <laughs> you know why I, it's a bit tricky? People want details, but people don't understand the business. I always say to people, try to understand what you're going into before you jump into it. Don't just jump in because everyone is doing it. You understand? It's just like starting a business and you don't know the intricacies. You just jump into doing those that kind of business. You'll jump out because you don't understand that there's some you know groundwork to, to things. For royalties, I'll need to put it out there first things first. Every single platform, because okay, every single platform reports on an Excel sheet that I know of. So when you send an Excel sheet to an artist, he's complaining. He says, no, it's a lie. You stole, you just, comp- you just put these things together by yourself in the company. How can you be sending me a report on Excel sheet? That's what they say. Now, you don't understand that. That is actually how it comes. You understand? So first things first, they don't ask the questions. They just conclude, you know. So <clears throat> that's the first problem they need to, to tackle. Understand what you're going into. Understand the business. How does this thing actually come? So when you understand that part, it takes you to the next level where you have the reporting side of things. So you, you have all the, all the reports come together. So what we do is because different platforms report at different times. iTunes is fast. Spotify, you know, they're about. Okay, so let me break it down to you. We have, we're in February and we're just getting the reports for December in vivo. Not the payment, the, the reports in December. We are getting for December in, in February, end of February, but we haven't even been paid. So most times what Freemi actually does is we pay up front, you know, and just wait for money to come back, which is not even a business that is so easy because this side of the world, no one wants to give you, give you loan. No one wants to, you know, assist in your business. They don't even believe that your business can actually function, you know? So these kind of things, that's the reason why we actually had to, you know, space it out to three months. But even with the three months we spaced it out, it's a bit hard because, we still don't get those reports, you know, up to date by the time we report. So what we do is by that three months, we put it together and we send out to you. Um, I know that it's been on requests, you know, lately on requests. If you request, we give, we put it together and send it to you. But the next report that comes, we continue from where it stops and send out to you. So you, at the end of the day, you get exactly what you've been making, no matter what time it is, you know. So we've been trying to beat that process. You know, it's been hard not easy running a business in Nigeria. You know this. <laughs> so what we try to do now, we, we created a CMS. That's a content management system. So what we've done now, we've, we have an artist portal. So you can actually just log in yourself and check those things yourself. So it's easier because we've had issues in the past where people say, you don't send me reports. You don't send me reports. It's actually not so easy because we have loads of you know artists under us. So what we did was create this thing. So... You don't need to ask me, where's my report? You have your login, log into it, check whatever it is you've made. If you need your money, that's a part for you to request payment. You request payment. We get it in two, I think in two weeks after it's been processed, you get paid. So that's the level we are right now. Even though we're on the beta stage of the of the app, but that's where we are right now. I think you jumped ahead to one of my questions because my next question was going to be about how do we solve it? Exactly. Now, I want to just go back to something. You talked about me paying people ahead of time, even though you haven't received payments. So, for example, Vivo, you pay up front. Now, the paying up front, is that, are you 
are you going to be paying them based on what Vivo has sent you or you're just giving up? Based on what the report has. It's not just Vivo. Even iTunes still do it, you know. They, they give you a date, then they give you a time frame to make payments. So there's a, there's a report date, there's a, there's a payment date. So most times what we do is, you know, okay, we've received or we haven't received, but, you know, because you have this report already, take the payment. Then we just wait to recoup. Yeah, okay, that could, yeah, because that was my, my own question was the fact that I hope Freemi is not digging itself into a hole. I hope we're not. <laughs> that's why, you know, that's the reason why a lot of people just go back and forth and, you know, I don't have my reports, I don't have my money, people stealing my money and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it looks that way, but it's not easy. That's why I said you really need to understand the business, you know, um, which... No, let me not jump into that. That might be one of your questions in a moment. No, but say what, go ahead. What do you want? No, which brought us to a point where we started doing something we call music business and drinks with Free Me. You were going to jump into that? Yeah, well, go ahead. We brought us into something like that. So we just try to educate artists as much as possible, you know, so they understand, okay, this is how revenue is um, collated. Because a lot of artists actually think, you know, when I have a million views on YouTube, I'm supposed to at least get one million naira or probably 500,000 naira. It doesn't work that way. We actually said educating people on how you can actually um, calculate your own revenue off these platforms. Yeah, you did definitely did jump ahead. I told you I didn't want to talk. <laughs> it's good. Um, so one other question I have is that <clears throat> there have also been allegations, not necessarily like to free me, but just, I guess, digital distribution companies in Lagos. Some I'm not Lagos, Nigeria, that sometimes they illegally collect artist royalties, especially in countries that artists may not know that they have um, streaming platforms. Can you speak about that? What has Streamy done to address those concerns? Um, in terms of distribution, I've had an issue with that. I've, I've actually had someone, you know, complain about that before. But what I'll say about that will be different platforms come up, you know, after the artist has actually signed the contract. That's one of the reasons why we decided to have a, an in-house lawyer. Maybe we've made a mistake not inform. We made a mistake not informing that particular artist, you know, that, okay, look, there's a new platform. This is how it should be. But... What I know is that when reporting comes, every single platform that has generated revenue for that particular content is sent to the artist. Because I think w one issue we had with something like that was an artist that had, and I don't think he noticed until we sent him the report. And he was like, I didn't tell you to put it on this platform. And I'm like, oh, shoot, no problem. Then we took, we actually had to take it down. So I think that's, that's the only way we do is whatever it because it's part of the transparency that we're talking about we probably didn't mention it you know because maybe you signed the contract way before the contract before the platform was had a contract with us so what we did was send you the report that look you your song was actually placed here this is how much it made or this is how much it didn't make but this is the report and you know um the artist probably gets angry and says okay take it down collects the revenue but still says take it down you know so I don't think, I know, I don't know for publishing, that's a very deep one because different people do different things and people don't know. But that's, um, like I'll say, it would, it would get to a point um, where it will be controlled because it all started from, you know, it started from YouTube, iTunes, no one knew about it. You would just, you would just be happy if you see your song there. And at some point, everybody said being aware that, look, you can't just put my song if I didn't put it there. If I put it there, then it's me making the money. If someone else put it, I need to know who the person is and collect my money. You know, I used to be one of those people that I would put people's songs and some, some, sometimes they would ask me to put their songs on YouTube. Okay. And 
I just got frustrated because Iroko or Iroko, shout out to you. We always took it down. <laughs> it wasn't even about taking it down. Okay. It was always like um, putting like um, copyright infringement strikes on it. And I just, I got to the point that I was like, I'm tired of having to explain myself. That the artist told me to put it up there. That was back then, right? 2013? Uh, this was, no, this was even like, yeah, 20, actually more like 2011. Yeah. So I, I would explain on that. Those kind of things happen because... The company already has probably exclusive rights. I know at that point we had exclusive rights to the tracks because we're actually paying out money and taking the collecting. So if a third party comes up and says, you know what, I want to put this song, it's going to be flagged up. So you have two kind of policies that can actually mess you up. It's either they put the copyright infringement, which makes you share revenue or take all the revenue, but it's just sitting on your channel or you have the strike and the strike takes off your YouTube channel. The annoying part of that, I wasn't even getting revenue. Oh, you just... It was just for the joy of it. Do you understand? But again, I understood the legalities. So it just got to the point, I was like, you know what, all the videos, I just deleted everything. I have issues with um, movie directors and movie producers right now because they bring movies, they say, okay, help me monetize. They go to the next company, they say, help me monetize because these people still don't understand the business. So I, I just have that fear factor that, you know, once you put it up, I probably get a strike. I've actually gotten strikes before because of that. And I, I, don't, I can't lose my YouTube license because of one movie that might probably not make me a millionaire. You know what I mean? You know, so they have that mentality in the fact that they just take, they think it's the local market. So the more people I give, the better. It's just one internet. You know, you can just search for that and it just comes up one, one search and you have everybody go there. It's not like the regular Alaba where you can give to different marketers and they just, you know, and they distribute. So they give it to this, give it to that, give it to that. So at the end of the day, they just want to say, okay, how much do you, how much do you make? How much do you make? How much do you make? And they bring it together. That's them not understanding the business. So they, they in turn, they put us in trouble. So I'm even trying to, right now, I'm trying to stop, you know, those kind of um, movie people coming up to me, you know. How successful has the music and what, what, what was the music business and drink? We've had just one episode. The second episode, we infused it into social media week. How successful has that been? It's been good. It's been good. The first one was a success because I didn't believe the turnout. I didn't believe that people would ask the different questions. I was opportune to sit down. They put me in the hot seat <laughs> again. Like you are right now. <laughs> You know, so I had a couple of friends, also a lawyer um, and two other guys that were seated, you know, so we had to explain different things. We had to go even deep into calculation of YouTube revenue. And, you know, it was really exposing because people were really shocked that, oh, so I can actually make a million views and make 20 Naira and I can actually make a million views and make 200K. So it's, they, they, they always felt like, you know, once you have that large number of views it automatically translates into large amount of money so i think a couple of people were impacted that day so we're planning to do the next one this march you know so we wanted to do it by anno but it's looking like we have to actually increase that yeah i think it just kind of goes back to the whole like payout rate for streaming and how horrible it is so i don't know hopefully it gets better it will get better it will get better everyone is trying to upgrade you know how things are being done you know so i think it will another question i had is can you speak about the importance of artists labels and managers understanding the process of monetizing content maybe two point two um takeaway point i'll give you an example so you know when we started the whole thing 
digital. What we did was back then in Iroko, what we did was just have music videos and audios. So what people did was they would just take the music videos, put on YouTube, take the audio, put it on iTunes or whatever. We now came up with a style that you can actually create what we call, we call it in-house MOVs, but I think what YouTube calls it is art tracks. So you can actually create like a moving object with a soundtrack playing in the background. That's like extra ways to actually making money. So I think the importance, what people should actually do is scout for different ways. You just don't create one song and think that that's where it ends. A lot of people don't explore. A lot of the artists and managers, especially the managers, don't explore the other avenues. They can actually make revenue off a single track. So what everyone knows now is CRBT, you know, the song on iTunes, then shoot a video and that's where it all ends. But, you know, you can have all those other things, those interesting things we're trying to do to say, you know what, I have this song. I could put it on an elevator in a co-hotel and, you know, have a co-hotel pay for it. I can go to ShopRite and talk to them. Let me let, let me just play my artist song here. Just take, pay me if it's as little as 100K. But you know what, it's my song playing. I give you the rights to play it. They don't explore all those things. So artists and the managers, especially the managers, should actually explore on things like that. But you know what? Everyone focuses on one part of the business because they feel that that's the only place that makes money, which is the shows and the YouTube revenue. So I think it's super important, super, super important that people start to sit up on, on things like that. And you kind of talked about publishing, but if you could speak more about the services that Premium Digital provides in terms of publishing, because a lot of times you speak to some people, although the narrative is changing now, people say there's no publishing in Nigeria. Yes, fine. <laughs> the thing is, they wouldn't be wrong. They wouldn't be wrong because we should we should actually have like a publishing full outfit that actually collects. You know, we used to have one, or we do have one that's not functional. But yeah, I won't say they were wrong or they are wrong. But I think with time it's gonna step up because you know we started we we we're in the process we're in our own process of publishing. You know, uh, having our own publishing company um, registered and all that stuff. So um, publishing is is picking up gradually. It might come in trickles for now, but it will come up. Definitely. There's this growing concern, not even growing, that's been there. <laughs> There's the ever-present concern about the amount of money that telcos and, you know, services like Premium Digital take from artists. Any thoughts on that? Do you agree? I need to understand, I, I, am I going to be speaking on the telco side? Oh, okay, you're speaking on, no, no. Because if, if it's on the telco side, there's a concern because I think it's quite large. You can't um, have someone you know, come up with different ideas, create music, create a content, bring it to you just because you have the service, you collect their lion's share. And I don't think it's right, to be very honest. But from the free me digital, that which is the distribution side of things, I think it's fair enough. It's just fair that if I'm going to be rendering a service to you, I should be taking a percentage of it. Because another thing is, if you go to um, the other side of, well, everyone has this business model. If you go to, let me not mention names. If you have another company actually doing distribution for you, you would see that um, what they do is they, pra- they probably do not take revenue. They just tell you, you know, pay this upfront and you know what, do whatever you want to do. But I know there's some hidden charges, even if the artist does, they don't know that because they don't understand the business. But we know that there's some hidden charges, but they just tell you upfront, pay this amount. 
and you know what do whatever you want whatever revenue comes it's up to you blah 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 that's how it works but i don't think i don't think um any distribution company rips the artist off i don't think so the telco the telco need to review that thing because it affects everyone it's not just the artist it affects everyone else and you know what I think one of the biggest problems would be the people that actually really don't make any amount of money. You know, they make like way less than, you know, something that they can actually use to do anything and you take off a percentage from it. But yeah, it's business. Even if you make a, if you make a dollar, you should take, you're entitled to your percentage no matter how little it is. But they feel like, why would I make $1 and you want to take 75 cents? Do you understand out of it? Why? That doesn't make any sense. Your company is big enough. Why can't you just give me the $1? That's not business. Again, it goes back to that whole understanding the business of music. And just even business in general. No one's going to give you that service for free unless they are doing charity. And even when they are doing charity, as my former boss would say, even the Red Cross still needs to make money. They still need to make money because they need to buy things to, you know, to treat the next person. Yeah. Okay, so final question before I wrap it up. What are you hoping to see more of in 2019 from a music business perspective as it relates to artists and artist managers and possibly even record labels as they work with Freemium Digital and you providing them services? There's something I want to do more this year, which is licensing, actually. What I expect or what I would love for artist record labels is to have discussions with them. And you know what? We just don't want to render service, distribution service to you. We want to actually, you know, come together and make music. Um, different record labels, different indie, indie artists um, cannot actually produce this music. I want to see more of that fact that you can come to me and say, you know what, I'm working on this project. How can, this, how can free me support? Let's come together. It's a synergy. This music isn't just about... Um, the distribution and the collection and all that stuff, it should be something that should impact the society. I just believe that if the artist comes together and says, okay, you know what, I'm working on this project, let's see what Freemi can do. Let's come together. Let's create music. Let's create an album. Let's create a project that people will sit back, relax and say, okay, yes, this is this was great. It will make, it will make an impact. It will make an impact. I have one currently running. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to mention his name. Magneto, we have a project with him right now, which is like a licensing type project. He's shooting a series of, um, right now, I think on like episode six of that series. It's more like a trapped in a closet type of series. But every time we shoot, it brings in different people. That's the kind of interesting project I want to see this year. I just don't want to see the regular, I've, I've done my music, please take, let's distribute. No, let's do something more interesting. Let's, you know, let's change the, let's, the way everyone said jumping into the mic, jumping on the on set to shoot videos, it's been it's been running for a long time. Let's see something different. That's what I actually want to see. You know, pro- more licensing projects from um, indies and record labels this time. I was speaking to someone yesterday, and he's a film composer, and I said that I'm looking forward to when we have. Um, film music being released because a lot of times it's just music, regular music from artists. Well, film music is so awesome. You know, scores, all these, are, it's just awesome. So again, I, I think it's kind of going back to the industry growing. People thinking, not even thinking outside the box, just th- knowing that there are different aspects of the industry that are even untapped and people plugging into that. Yeah, well, like the movie producers, they also need to understand how music works. We tried 
to do one uh, in a movie called Banana Island Ghost. Freemi Freemi Digital had some, you know, we had some uh, interest in the in the movie. So what we did was we licensed a, a track into that movie. That's the Mayo Kumuchigo Fino track, which was the the lead track of the on the, the project. Those are the kind of things we need to, you know, invest more in and not just pr- press the piano and just make sure you just create one music. No. There are artists that are out there just because maybe they're too expensive for you. You can always look for the next big thing or just a sweet artist that has the one of the greatest type of, you know, sound and put him on the on the soundtrack. Yeah. Okay. And then kind of going back to the synergy in the music industry, can you talk more about Free Me Space? What exactly does that do? Free Me Space was put together because of the fact that we wanted to make Free Me a one-stop hub. So... Free Me Space has the soundstage where where we shoot videos, we record um, live sessions, we do um, concerts and the rest of them. We have the photo studio, we have the rehearsal studio, and we have the music recording studio. So we put those things together to just make sure that once an artist comes in, you have everything you know right here. You don't need to start jumping all up and about to say, "Look, I have, I have to go and record and bring it back." No. I want to, we're trying to support the industry in the sense that you can actually just come here and maybe you're trying to license a contract deal with us. You have everything here. You don't need to start running around. You, you just say, you know what? We have this space. We have this equipment. We have all those things. Just record. It's part of the licensing deal. Sit back here. Just do everything and just give us and you can go sit down. That kind of thing. Okay. We are going to go on to the fun random questions. Oh, they are fun. <laughs> yes. The hot seat is off now. Fun is still hot seat. <laughs> okay, great. All right. The first question I have, which has disappeared, is... <laughs> Story. What was your favorite movie from 2018? Bedbox. Oh, really? Yep. I haven't seen that movie. You should. Okay. I mean, I love Sandy. It was a great movie. It kept me wondering. Um... I like it because I maybe I should just talk about it. I liked I liked the movie because it was intriguing. It was different. It was not like the regular. I you know I kidnap your child. I run around. I try to kill all the bad guys. No, it was something that was quite impossible. But you know what they say? There's nothing impossible when you're stranded. So I think it was it was a great story. That's great. I'll definitely look and see because I've seen mixed reviews about that. But yeah, I, the reviews were terrible. I saw so many people saying, nah, it's not a good movie. And I, even this morning, I still heard, um, I, I don't think there's anything different from Bed Box and um, what's the other one? A Quiet Place. Did you ever see that? It's almost similar, but it's this one they don't talk, this one they don't see. So, but I, Bed Box is it. Second question. Name three songs that you know by heart. Anyone at all? Yeah, just three. Fire. Who's Fire? Songs, right? Yes. Fire, Davido. As Muna, they can't be as like, you can name the artist Muna. <laughs> Um, Yeba, Kiss Daniel, Madu Kiss Daniel. Madu is my favorite song right now, though. Right now, like I, I love the vibe, and I'm very terrible with music. Like once I, once I like a song, I play it and play it, and the whole staff just get tired, and they're like, Muna, you want to kill us with this song? Because I also have one other one, you know, Killing Them, Bonaboy, Zlatan, Killing Them, dope, 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 dope song. Third question: What's the biggest betrayal that you have ever experienced? Or the harshest, because big is kind of very... What's the harshest? Ha, that's deep. It's a fun question, but it's deep. No, that's not fun. That's a hot seat question. <laughs> I told you. Betrayal. Whoa. 
Wow, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep. That, can I skip that question? <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a personal something? No, it's not personal. I can't even think of that. Okay. Are we skipping? Hold on. Ah, will I call that a betrayal? Ah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to talk about that as betrayal because I don't even want to put that guy on the spot. You had to mention the person's name, but if you don't talk about it, it is fine. I think it was when I left Iroko. You had an experience that was just really deep. Okay. All right. Well, we're glad that you moved on, I think. <laughs> All right. Fourth question. How often do you check your phone? Um. <laughs> just confess. Because if we hear them, yes, do I see you as you looking? One millisecond per minute. <laughs> I, I am, yeah. I, I would say like very often, very often. I think I've heard people complain like, "Oh, you check your phone a lot." I'm like, I know, right? Have you installed this app? There's a different app. There are different apps that that do what? That they help you um set a time limit. No. For the day. Of what to do? No, of the t- amount of times you open your phone. Like, so you say today, I want to check my phone for maybe three hours. Okay, no, I haven't installed it. I just have the, I have that one app that just tells you, okay, you just went on your phone. This, you did yeah. business, you did, uh, that's all I've done. And I don't even pay attention to it anymore. <laughs> I don't pay attention because I know, I know what the results will look like. Final question. What was the last thing that you Googled today before you came here? Um, it was the Naira to dollar. One eighty four. Cause I heard the naira had dropped or the dollar had dropped. Sorry, and I'm like, are you serious? I need to actually. I heard it last week, but I never checked it. So I was like, I need to confirm this this thing. And I saw Google apologizing for the fact that it wasn't. I was really pained because I was ready to shop. <laughs> I was ready to shop. I was like, oh wow, so I can buy some things now. You know, cheap rate. Wamuna. Well, Thank you so much. Thank you, Shadi. Put me on the hot seat. <laughs> it was lovely talking to you. It was lovely talking to you too. Today's episode is produced by me. Music for the show is by DJ Mo. You can listen to past and future episodes of the podcast by subscribing on SoundCloud and iTunes. I am working on getting the podcast on other platforms, but please leave us a comment or rating about what you like or don't like. It honestly helps us grow. As always, we're active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at the same name, the SNC Podcast, spelled as one word, no space. I will be back in another two weeks. Till then, bye everyone.